So we've got a few uh, folk who are going to come and share uh, a few testimonies, and I've asked them to prepare something about uh, what God has done uh, in and through your life, through Josh Jen, through the church. This is uh, God's primary vehicle, uh, this is the church, uh, that he works by his spirit. And so guys have just prepared testimonies, and uh, the first person I want to ask is uh, Sean, uh, Sean and Chantel, and uh, uh, are, you, are you coming up now? Just, okay, just Sean. So we, we had uh, a few folk uh, that came to the Lead Elders Conference, uh, probably about 50 uh, folk that gave up a day's work, half a day's work, and came through to pray for the uh, lead elders, and uh, Sean and Chantel and Willem and Leone and uh, Tanya from our congregation came and they uh, got into a group that were praying for American pastors. So, and uh, Andrew was standing there listening to what was going on and he said, gee, these guys were so accurate. They couldn't believe how accurate it was. So we have some serious uh, guys who uh, have got credible gifts in the prophetic. And uh, Sean is one of them. So he's just going to share his testimony. I don't know if he'll not be prophetic, but uh, he's just going to share his testimony. <laughs> uh, what an what, what absolute uh, privilege to, to get to speak about God's church. So um, th- this testimony today is obviously about Josh Jen, but the testimony of Josh Jen is the testimony of Jesus, because Jesus is king of this church. Um, I got saved at home and got referred to, to Josh Jen. So the person that actually led me to the Lord was not in Josh Jen. So my very birth into this church was prophetic. Someone literally saved me and said, don't come to my church, go to that church. And, um, and that was, that was amazing in its own. And, and that man is still a, a spiritual father of mine and has a, a huge impact on me. But what I wanted to do this morning, but, uh, unfortunately some of my family is not chance. Some of the kids as well, is I actually wanted to call my family up. Uh, including my, my extended family, and have them come and stand next to me. And if you had seen that, you would have seen 10 people standing on the stage. Now, before I joined Josh Jen, not a single one of those people knew Jesus. That is my experience of this church, is that when I came in, people like uh, Richard and, and, and Brian and these guys that have been in this church for so long, they modeled something of what a church should look like. A church that above all puts Jesus on the throne. It doesn't try and work towards hierarchy. There's no striving for position. There's no striving to be the man of power for the hour. But a church of humble leaders who serve us as their people and model that for us and teach us the value of being discipled, the value of serving others, and the value of taking what God has put in us and giving it to other people. And those 10 people that you would have seen on this are Jesus' inheritance. None of them knew him. And all of them have got an eternal salvation with him. So what this church has taught me is number one is how to serve passionately, how to worship like this morning. Wasn't it amazing to worship passionately, to take everything that I have and surrender it under the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ and give it to other people, even if it costs us something even if it costs us everything. In this, when I first got saved into Josh Jen, there was a saying that they had, and it's still true. It said, come, die, live. That is Josh Jen. 
That is what this church is. It's a church of people who come and die to the things of the world, die to the things of themselves, and then they live for what's around us. And I just bless our congregation. Today we celebrate three years. I'm so absolutely privileged to be part of it. I bless the work that Richard has done to, to, to steward this ship to the point where we are. And I tell you what, I believe prophetically that we are poised for liftoff. This, what you experienced in worship today, is just going to be the beginning. God has got such amazing plans for every single person, whether you're a visitor or whether you're someone who's been here forever. God has got amazing plans for us as a congregation. He's got amazing plans for his church. And he's coming back for a pure and a spotless bride. So bless all of you. Thank you. Didn't expect the to come second. Um, okay, and I've got to watch my time. Um, yeah, 10 past 10. So I've got three minutes <laughs> till 13 past 10. <laughs> and I'm busy using it up. It's busy. The, the clock's ticking. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. So my story in, in thinking about this, what's the heart of what I would want to share is that um, if you guys had known me years ago, and I think this is where I would also say start is I've come from a Christian background, grown up in a Christian home, um, and experienced a lot of different church cultures. And Josh Jen was the first church culture that I experienced in which I came in and felt that I was suddenly part of a household, not just a church, um, in, in terms of there being, say, a leadership structure and then a congregation that is there every week and off, and then we go home. This was a dynamic household or family of faith that I found myself in. And having grown up in a home in which I did not have very good fathering, didn't have a good model for family, that was something that I believe I can never thank God enough for, is that he actually allowed me to go into that place at the time in my life when, when he did. Um, at that point, I think I would have been, I was busy playing actually in the CPO, in the Cape Philharmonic Orchestra, not bragging, but anyway, playing the cello as a cadet, going down that road to maybe become a musician, essentially. Would have been a bit of a lonely world. The classical music world is lonely. It is a lot of broken people there. And yet God pulled me into family and people and relationships and awoke a whole other side of me in that, in, in doing that. Um, for the first time in Josh and I know over the years I've had fathering and I've had mothering and I've had, I've been a baby and I've grown up to be a young man and I've grown up to be, you know, something of a father in this house as well. Um, and I really, I thought about it, my, my growth and my journey to being the person I am today has been through um, coffee shops and through meetings over coffee with, with leaders. And the things that I remember, I was also thinking back, how did the leaders shape me into the person I am now? It's through a lot of encouragement, a lot of which I can't remember, and then a lot of challenging that I can remember. It distinctly sits in my mind, experience after experience. I mean, one meeting I remembered yesterday, even Chad actually made me stand up in a, a global worship thing. I mean, how exposing is that? Makes me stand up and then tells me, like, Cole, what are you doing, man? Rise up. When are you going to get off your butt and, keep, and get going? God's got stuff for you. And it was hectic because it was a rebuke publicly from this guy. And that's, I think, people who know Chad, Alan's smiling. Only Chad will do that. Um, but being rebuked, but actually it, it somehow came across as love. This guy picked me out to say, Come on, rise up. You've got something on your life. And I took that and I've, and, and I have done that over the years. Um, so that's, I think, my story is that it's about relationship. And if you, and I came from, I suppose, a place of mistrust to understanding to trust and a place of 
sensitivity to feeling controlled and spoken to and don't really touch me, you know, I'm sensitive and I'll run, to actually understanding team and understanding what it means to be connected with people and how beautiful it is when that happens, you know, and being in that place. So um, I trust if you're on the edges, give yourself. Give yourself to this and make sure that you have got relationships. Build relationships. Jesus builds his church one person at a time, one relationship at a time. Um, so be in relationships with people. It's going to bring you through. It's going to bring you through. Awesome. It's uh, Andre and then uh, Leonie. So come, Andre. If you can squeeze your way through there. Where's Leonie? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, thank you, Richard, for the opportunity. And I think I want to add on to what Carl said and basically everything. So, so for me, um, I've been a Christian for a long time. So I've been born again for a long time. And, uh, the values of Josh Jen, the whole thing of community and dying to live. And, yeah, all those things are really core, core values. And something that you need to be connected and you need to be in somebody else's life. That's really important because, and I, I will get to it a bit later, but um, one of the big things in my life, and I'll give you a bit of background about that a bit later, but, but one of the big things and that's easy to hide away is pride. Because from pride comes a lot of things. And, and it's something that you don't see in people's lives. So it's... And pride makes you not to connect and makes you not to be open and not to be correct because just Jane is a safe environment for correction. Because if you're going to be corrected outside of a safe environment, that's when you're going to, that's where damage happens. So if it's inside just Jane, that's where it's a safe place. So I come from a place where I've been a, commodity traders. So some of you guys that knows commodity trading, I've been trading on the JSE uh, for about 17 years, trading with futures and options. And and um, some of my clients are listed companies. So it's like Pioneer Foods or Rainbow Chickens. And, and I've been a, a big supplier of them. But the thing about a trader is he's like the goose that lays the golden egg for the company. So you can do it. Actually, you can do whatever he wants. So everybody is untouchable. And that's the thing that came into my heart. So out of a place of pride and proudness of your pride, I sort of became selfish, even with my time, even with people that I spend time with. And through that, so from that high point to a place where, because of my selfishness and my pride, we lost everything. And we had to get back to a place and try to rebuild that. And that's when we came to Josh Jen and found a safe place where I can be accountable. And I can start to grow. And people can start to correct me if I'm wrong. And that's the thing about Josh Jen. It's a safe place where you can be corrected in love and start to grow. Because then you, God can start to build. And the, the big thing is... God resists the proud. And that's a really harsh word. So, 
if we're connected and in each other's lives, then pride just falls away. So yeah, that's that's my value, and that's what I um, saw in Josh Jen, the fact that I'm accountable, that I'm open, that I'm authentic, and that people just they're in my life, and I need to be in their lives. So uh, it's like a I want to warn people and say we need to get connected. So if, like Carl said, if you're on on the edge and you're not connected yet, you're a very dangerous place. Really a dangerous place. Because that's pride. For me. So that's it. I, I want to skulk. You, you come and just uh, because you have to go off to the Sunday school. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're not a trader this last week. Uh, I mean, it's, this last week on the stock exchanges has been terrible. They are dropped about 10%. I think the JSE on Friday dropped 4.5%. And I've never seen that before. It's not a good time to be in the long market. Now, when you're long, short, whatever. Uh, if you went short, you would have been in pound seats. The stock exchange drops 10% in one week. You want to go short. Okay, some of you are not understanding a single thing that I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stay short by connecting with God and people in your lives. It's great with God. Um, it's three short words. It's um, care, sincerity, and uh, protection. Um, from the day I walked into this this church, um, being a visitor, receiving my free coffee, um, it was like, "What well, has happened again?" And I only give give you one coffee. These days, you get two coffees. Will this sincerity and this care really continue for like more than three, four, five months? And I've seen, I've seen this in my life. After six months, we had the first cappuccino. The Richard visit your house and sort of be very nice in the beginning and have a sort of hard, hard talk. It's like, you guys have to look at this. And we had our ideas of how church should be. And it's like, lay yourself, lay your ideas down. This is how we do it. And through that, even through correction, it was, I felt cared for and protected. Um, I've also come to the understanding what the word means is more blessed to to give than to receive. I've also come to the understanding how um, being a spectator and a guy who walking in and expects something from someone who needs to who, want, who wants to contribute and one who wants to participate. Um, and and those things, I mean, I, I've just been to at, at, at Josh and Kids. What a experience. And what, well, the reason why I'm with Josh Jenkins today is one of the teachers or elders from another congregation came here and said, men, you should get involved in the generation next door. They need men. I'm like, not me. I, I need to be here. And what a blessing this morning hearing from next door what I want to be baptized one child next door this morning. It's like, wow, why? I didn't have that idea when I was young. Another child was, oh, it's just, it's just so blessed to give. And by doing that, I've received more this morning than probably you guys. Um, just by hearing our children at this age, having their funny ideas, can just say, but we should have faith. So this has been a journey. I want to, I want to thank you, Richard. I know to plant a church is not a, it's not a necessarily a, something you put in your dream wall. So I want to plant a church one day. But doing it out of a selfless point of view, and the elders, Brian and, and, and Carl, having business on the side and still being involved. And I often say to Omri, 
Yo, they they involved after work hours. That's selfish. That's my time. But how you guys just live and how you guys do walk this is amazing. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to be part of this this congregation. The culture is to you. Co- I've seen this. You can't sit on the side and watch because then that causes offense. If you get involved, you see you you involved with humans. They all make mistakes, and the leadership of this church is not we lead and you follow. It's actually what I've seen is we are behind you. Just go, and we will help you in a loving way correct you with where things go wrong. So I really. We are so fortunate to be here this morning. My children waking them up. It's church today. Now I haven't heard that in many years. So that's that's what it's all about. So my children saying that is awesome. I want to close by saying the Portuguese guy sitting there with the yellow hat. I just know you from one visit to at at, at Kailicha. and seeing you this morning here, it's like I don't even know you, but I just feel this love, and this, it's amazing to see you this morning. Thank you for coming, and we have something in common. You know what? That's that that is. Uh, we we can fight armies with that. So thank you for that. I love this church. I need to go next door and make sure the ch- children are behave. Thank you. I might as well put aside my notes because the testimony has changed several times this morning. So I'm not sure how much of this is still valid. Um, my testimony that I want to give to uh, this morning is also one of connection and also being used by God. Um, the, the first part for me is really, in terms of connection, you know, we also speak for our children when they can't speak yet. So the first part is about little Linka that I felt I had to share to, uh, today. So I don't think I've said this to any of you yet in so many words, but there's so many times this last three years that I thought, God, how can you send us to a church like Josh Jen with a girl like mine? <laughs> it felt like at times the worst mistake that in a worldly perspective you could make. Um, so some of you that don't know, when she was very small, she was diagnosed with a sensory integration disorder, which means Josh Jen, where people want to talk to you, they want to hug you, they want to connect with you, they want to come and visit you in your house, they want to play with you, they've got a... a Kids church that's not just sitting, it's talking, it's worshipping, it's the worst possible environment you can imagine (laughs) for a girl like that. And I thought, God, what are you doing? This does not make sense that we are here and my girl is just, she's not fitting in, this is overwhelming. And all I could do for a few years was pray and say, God, I don't want her to grow up and one day have a girl that says, no, church is too much for me. This is like, I can't handle this. And God just kept on letting me pray. And last year, God started something. But it was with things that he already built in with us. It was with wisdom that he gave. It was with people that prayed with us. And a momentum started happening. And I can tell you now, that little girl, she's actually next door this morning at Josh Jenkins now for a few months. She's a little walking miracle. Um I'm looking at that girl every day and saying, I'm not recognizing you from a year ago. Um, she's developing. You'll see that as people are connecting with her, and that's something I want to honor in this congregation. In the world, of, and I mean, I'm not just saying it, family has done it. They disconnect from a child like that because, you know, I'm not getting the reaction I should be getting. You know, I'm greeting and the child goes. You know, it's, it's not a fun reaction to have as an adult when you're trying to connect. 
And everyone in this congregation kept connecting. They kept greeting. They kept trying to pull her in. And like I say, she's next door. She's enjoying. Every Saturday, she's asking, when is it church? On a Sunday morning, she wakes up and says, are we going to church today? And that's really because of people in this congregation that's prayed with us, that's stuck with her. Um, so yeah, she's, she's becoming a girl where she's supposed to be disconnected from the world. She's starting to connect. She's starting to, to see something of God. So her testimonies is the first one. And then the second one is about myself. And that's really about being used by God. So when we joined Josh Jen, I came from a place of feeling quite disconnected from family and from church. We went every Sunday. We served. But for me personally, I always had the question like, you know, what am I being used for? I was saved actually by going to the wrong church. <laughs> I thought I was following the directions to where I should be going and I landed up at the wrong church. <laughs> and I got saved that morning. And for those first few years that I was in church, I kept asking God, but why am I here? How can I be used? And when we joined, I was really in a place saying, like, I'm not finding my place in what God, what my gift is, where God wants to use me. And in a lot of ways, it felt like I was, and that was my experience in the previous congregation, not because of them, I think because of where I was. Like, I was Willem's add-on. Like, here was Willem, he can preach, he can pray, he can prophesy, and then here's Leone. And she, they're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, Willem's wife. <laughs> I think that's, that's sort of the feeling I had when I joined. And then the last three years, I mean, it's been such an amazing time of equipping, of restoring, of God working with us. And I mean, I can list it. Every 412 conference we've went to, every prophetic evening that we've had, every sermon, I mean, even if I hear it from the mom's room, um, you hear just hear a sentence and it breaks something open. I mean, there's sermons that I can remember, like from Richard uh, a while back, where he talked about the gifts. And suddenly for the first time, something about the prophetic opened up for me where I could identify it and actually start owning it. And there was such a, a season of equipping. Like I said, I don't even think I'm following half of my notes here, but it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, so that was my starting point. And through how God has equipped us this last few years, I got to a point where it started to feel like I can hear God's voice clearer. I can actually feel like he's starting to use me. And it started, um, like it started small. It started with, um, giving words in community. It started with having conversations with people and sharing experiences. And I mean, I can honestly say in the previous congregation, I think in the eight years that I was in that congregation, I can remember, I, I think I gave prophetic words three times. And that was about the sum total of my, my giving. And I remember a while back when we had a, uh, it was one, at one of the gatherings, Andrew spoke about an overflow and whatever you're giving should be out of an overflow of yourself. And I realized, geez, for years I've been struggling just to keep my own glass full. Like never mind overflowing to someone else. And God started doing something there. We started to release something. And, um, so the, the two examples that I just want to give is like this morning. I mean, I'm speaking. I'm not even following this. I actually, even a year ago, I promise you, I could never put the two together, that I could work in a corporate and facilitate a group of 20, 30 people, but put me in a church and I can't string two sentences together. <laughs> like it just goes shut down. <laughs> and just being able to speak this morning, like I say, God's changed this testimony about two, three times, and I can actually speak. 
And I can actually like follow a logical train of thought. And that's because God has done something in me. It's not because I've gotten better. Because it's not like I've had to, you know, time to practice. Or, but it's just because of his work in me. And then the other one that I actually want to share this morning. So Richard mentioned about the prophetic day where we went to go and pray and give words to lead elders. So when we got the invitation to go, my first words to Willem was, why? <laughs> Is, are other people not available? <laughs> <laughs> that was my first question. But then I thought, okay, well, it's not like I can refuse. That's, you know, not the right attitude to have, so I'll go. And every day I just had this thing like, oh, my word, if God doesn't give me any words, I'm just going to stand there. And then I kept thinking, okay, maybe I should send Sean and Chantal a message and say, you know what, this is such an honor. Even if I just stand there, it'll be great. <laughs> just to preempt if I don't get any words for anyone. And... um then I thought, okay, no, I'm going to follow Willem's example. We're going to sit and we're going to pray for it. And the night before, um, I couldn't go to community because we didn't have anyone for the kids. So I prayed and God actually gave me four words. And still that morning we went and I thought, oh, you know, at least shame, God's actually being nice. He's just given me something so I feel I'm not going like with an empty, <laughs> empty hand. And um, so we, we got there and we, we got to the group. And Andrew joins. And I'm like, Sean, you picked the wrong group. <laughs> My worst nightmare. But you know what? And this is just the part that I want to finish off with. The fact that God ended up giving, giving me accurate words. And then not just words beforehand, but actually words while we were praying for people. In my life, I would never have thought that is possible for me. That God can actually use me. And I think that's just the thing I want to encourage people today. Even with me. That's for three years, five years now with kids. I've not even been able to sit in services. I have to listen from the, the side. And let me share this little encouragement. Take every Sunday that you're in here as a blessing. Really. It's such, such a blessing to be able to sit here, to participate in worship, to give a word, to listen to what God's doing, to listen to the sermon so you can apply it. Really value it. <laughs> you really miss it when you're sitting next door and you're hearing everything going on. Um, but that's really the thing that I just wanted to share is, you, and just encourage some of you with today, if you're sitting with a feeling of not being used significantly by God yet, just trust Him and just go with every opportunity that He gives Him, gives you and just dive in. I think that's our testimony from when we joined. It was just head first, dive in, take everything that we can get. So yeah, that's us. <laughs> Okay, so I'll make up for the three minutes that some people didn't stick to. I'm just joking, just joking, just joking. <laughs> so for me, is, is today is a celebration. So I haven't got a specific testimony. I've done Justin for six years. There's so many things. I think if you start, then you will go on forever. I just, I'm just grateful again what God has done in this in this congregation. How He has. Added, amazing, and I'm on, on a leaders to this. Often we find that people, people leave, they go, talented people that we've lost, that's, that's gone elsewhere. But then, then come to the sobering thought that, you know what, God, He's the one that builds this church. He adds the right people here at the right time. And, and what He's done in, in, in Somerset, add amazing community leaders, amazing deacons that actually selfishly give of themselves to serve the king, to serve the people, to want to see you guys grow, become more like him. That's that's our heart. And I just, 
all of that. I would like to actually, would have liked to call him out, but everybody, I mean, Kevin, Eugene, Andre, all the guys that it's actually, and when we put them in these leadership roles, how amazing God is, giving them stuff to just take forward. And there's new guys, Sean and, and Arnu, and that, so I'm just grateful to God. I'm just grateful for the people that you've added to this house. By ourselves, we can't do it. We can't do it. But he's added the right people. So I'm just grateful and just thank you, Jesus, for adding these guys to this group to serve, to take you with us, to one day when we stand before, before Jesus say, this is, this, this is my best. And we want, we want to do our best for you guys so that we could honor our King, that we can glorify him with what he's given us, those talents. That's it. Martin, come, come and share what you've got to share with us. So Martin is one of the elders from the Kailicha congregation. Good morning. Um, I also have a testimony like that. I'm a product of this church, completely transformed, set free, filled. Um, and it's a privilege for me to be here this morning and to just come and, uh, on behalf of Kailicha, um, to come and bless you guys and thank you guys and show our love and support to you and celebrate with you on this day. And um, as we start to work closer together, I want you guys to know that you are bearing fruit in us. Um, you are impacting our lives, and I believe we are also impacting you. Um, and in the midst of all of this, maybe a year from now, you will see that God is actually is doing something. And, you know, when I listen to the testimonies here this morning, um, I want to declare here that Jesus Christ is busy working in this place. Um, and I, I can see the evidence of lives being transformed and people changing. And I'm also one that can give a rebuke from the front, so I get ready. <laughs> I will start here in Matthew 5. It says, You are the light of the world. And a city that's set on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do a people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on the stand, so it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You know, and I, I felt uh, something very specific this morning before I came for this congregation, but I want to start with what I feel the Holy Spirit is saying through all the testimonies this morning. I want to honor Richard, your leader, this morning. And I want to say that this man is hungry for God. He's got a heart for God. And then I, I've listened to the testimonies and I feel the Holy Spirit say to you, give your heart to this man. Give your heart to him. Give him your full support. Throw your weight behind this man. Follow Jesus with him. And you will see how this place will fill up and grow and bear fruit. I want to start there. If you have, maybe have a caution in your heart or reserve, or I've had this or that, I've been disappointed, forget all that. Forget the things that are past. And throw your full support behind this man and his team and his leaders. And go for it. 
And what I felt with regards to the scripture is that God is going to give opportunity and authority to people here in this congregation to reach this community, which is probably harder to reach than Kailicha because people here have means and wealth and comfort and finances. But I feel in the realm of the schools, so I don't know who is involved in the schools here or have children in school, but in that realm with like parent-teacher interaction, governing bodies, that kind of thing, and the guys who are in business and in the marketplace, I feel you have to let your light shine there. Use, use the platforms that God has given you. Use your authority. Use your influence for the kingdom. Let your righteousness shine in that marketplace. And as God brings people, take the opportunities. Bring them here to experience this worship, to experience the word. That's really the word that I feel for you this morning. And some of you need to rise up into that. Some of you need to stand up to get up and say, Yes, Lord, I hear what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. I just want to pray. Is that okay? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you for Richard and his team and for the work that you are doing here. And Holy Spirit, I pray even right now that there will be a shift and a change and that a new boldness and a new faith will come to impact the world for you with your kingdom, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you open the realm of the schools and in the marketplace. And those who have businesses, Father, let your light shine and let many people come forth into the kingdom through these people. In the name of Jesus. And we pray for this children uh, in this congregation, Lord, to grow and get saved and get filled with the Spirit. And bring all their children, uh, their friends to church, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. That's it. That is our celebration.